Hey everybody, welcome to DWZ Podcast with J-Rod, the, the, uh, the leader of WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling from AEW, NXT, MLW, NW, and many more. So I want to say to everybody, Merry Christmas. Uh, you probably ask yourselves, why am I doing a podcast on Christmas Day? Well, uh, in the words of Marty Skrull, why the F not? <laughs> well, truth to be told is that... Um, well, originally I was supposed to do something with my family, but some things have changed. Uh, I'm not bitter or mad or anything, in case you guys are wondering. So, I was supposed to do this yesterday, but uh, couldn't because, uh, just to let you guys know, yesterday, December 24th, it was my birthday. Yes, I was born on Christmas Eve. It's not a joke. It's 100% real, so I was born there. So... Uh, I'm going to talk about right now about the recent MLW Fusion episode, continuing on with the Opera Cup tournament, and of course the latest episode of Na the National Wrestling Alliance, NWA Power. So let's start with MLW. Uh, it started out with a segment with uh, Dynasty. They were still concerned over the fact that one of the matches from the Opera Cup tournament is resulted uh, in Dynasty members, uh, MJF versus Alex Hammerstone. Now... Richard Holiday has been trying to find a way to get his father slash lawyer to get them off of this, trying to make sure that this match is invalid. But, of course, nothing was happening. So, that's how it started out. And then we had a match with uh, a Prince of Darkness match. If you guys don't know what that is, that's where you, they blindfold the, the, the wrestlers, the contenders. This one consisted of Jimmy Havoc versus Mance Warner. Now, this rivalry between the two has gone... Way more higher or overboard than you can possibly imagine. So basically, Jimmy Havoc tried to cheat as possible, but of course, Rafa caught that. Now, it seems Mass Warner had everything under control, but the only thing that was not that could not predict was the arrival of Priscilla Kelly. Uh, she initially attacked um, Mass Warner, and it was like kind of. She sat a line when uh, himself to to him. So it was, we don't know if this is a a, a new thing that's happening, but I'm ex really interesting how they're gonna go. So Jimmy Havoc took the victory on this one thanks to Priscilla Kelly. Now they caught on to Tom Lawler because if you all recall, Tom Lawler betrayed the Von Erichs during that match between Ross Van Erich and Jacob Fatu. So, um. Lawler had an announcement that he wanted to make. I think he was about to talk that he was about to form another stable faction, maybe reform a new version of the filthy, filthy team, you know, that he had with Simon Gotch and the other person. And uh, he, when he was about to enter the building, line in wait was Ross Van Erick. So they he was beating him down, and it kind of went all the way to the streets of Queens, New York, because that's where the Opera Cup tournament was taking place. So, and then we jump in with Alicia Atut, who was the, if you guys know she is, the she is the interview queen of professional wrestling. She interviewed, um, who was it? Oh, yeah. Alex Hammerstone, questioning about what is going on now because she wants to know what goes on in the head. Is he willing going to face MJF for this? Well, as much as he doesn't want to he knows that this is too important for the dynasty you know the opera cup tournament so 
I, it's still going unclear. Now, then they go to another interview with um, with Casey where she was interviewing Mance Warner, but later all of a sudden, Havoc and, and Kelly actually attacked him from behind again. So it's still unclear what's going to happen. Like I said, I don't know what is it the direction that's being played on here with Havoc and Kelly. And like I said, I'm very interested to see that. Then uh, they announced for the next event called Zero Hour. It's going to take place on January 11th, which I'm excited. Then we had an interview with the Stronghearts. Now, if you guys don't know who the Stronghearts are, they are a faction that is based out of OWE, or Oriental Wrestling Entertainment down in China. So the only members that are consistent for this one, unlike they did for AEW, it's Shima. El Lindeman and Shigahiro Eri. Now, these guys made their appearance in MLW, but they asked why they're there. Once they were about to talk, then they had um, Contra Unit attack them from out of nowhere. Now, we don't know if there's going to be another stable faction war on this one, but I'm kind of interested in where they're going to go with this one. Then we got. Then we jump into the Opera Cup tournament match between the Dynasty members, MJF and Alex Hammerstone. Now, both men were trying to, to say one has to lie down and take the fall, but neither of them want that. Uh, you got Richard Holiday who's on the sideline watching this, doesn't know what to do. So this is like an uneasy thing to watch. So it was so it was so funny, but there's a a certain point. Of the match where Alex Hammerstone did some jumped out of the ring by using some sort of move like a corkscrew move that I for a guy his size he should not have been doing I don't know what the hell was that but he impressed me with that a lot I'm like wow I just don't know what to make of it uh but sadly Alex Hammerstone took the victory which is okay it's a victory for Dynasty no big deal then we had this little disrespectful move by the Injustice, who are saying they don't give a rat's ass about the Opera Cup tournament. Like, this is ridiculous. They even disrespected Stu Hart. But if I was Davy Boy Smith, I would beat them down to the ground for what they've said. Then we continue on with the, the chase now between Ross and Tom Lawler out in the streets of Queens. He's like chasing them all over Queens. It's so funny. I, I just couldn't stop laughing. Then we had an interview with Davy Boy Smith Jr., who talks about Dobber Cup tournaments a lot to him. Because if you guys don't know this, his grandfather, the legendary Stu Hart, was the last Opera Cup uh, tournament champion back in 1948. And this means a lot for him because he knows how much this means for his family. Uh, but the match he was in, he was booked to be with against. Loki. Uh it started out great. I mean, Loki respects Stu Hart because I mean, respect the Hart fans because they have done more contribution in the wrestling world than any other family we'd ever seen. I mean, come on. Stu Hart had sons who are wrestlers. His daughters married two wrestlers. But it was great. I, I, it was an interesting match to see Davy Boy Smith and Loki fight. I mean, this was a match that I truly enjoyed. But sadly, like there's a saying, there has to be a winner and a loser. 
the winner for this match with Davies Boy Smith Jr. But I hope he continues on with the tournament because I know he wants to make his father proud. And then it, the entire MLW Fusion ends with Ross Bennett continued to chase down Tom Lawler all over Queens, but he wasn't fast enough to catch him at the sub uh, at the rail line. You know, like he just took off, and of course Lawler flipped him off. Now I don't. I, I'm assuming they're going to continue more with the Opera Cup tournament. See how there's going to go because right now, since we know the winners for the last week is uh, that uh, Timothy Thatcher and I forgot who else was in. It. Oh yeah, and Brian Pillman Jr. and Davey Boy Smith Jr. Uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Alex Hammerson. Now I wouldn't be surprised if somehow either Brian Pillman or Davey Boy Smith Jr. continued on. But I think the way I would envision this, just I'm just playing guess here, is to see both Davy Boy Smith and Alex Hammerstone. But there's a part of me that tells me it's going to be Davy Boy Smith versus Brian Pillman Jr. I don't know how that's going to go, but we'll just wait and see how they're going to go with this tournament. So we got to wait for this coming week of MLW Fusion. Now let's jump in with the National Wrestling Alliance, their latest episode, NWA Power. Of course, we saw the recap of the Into the Fire main event, where it consisted of the match between James Storms and the last week episode. Uh, it started out with an interview with Trevor Murdoch, who just got informed that he just signed a contract with NWA. And this is something that he's been looking forward to it for a long time. And of course, all the fans are happy. And then we got Zeke Dice. If you all recall, he won the qualifying match last week for the NWA Television Championship Tournament. And then uh, we saw, and then out of nowhere, we saw some a familiar face. You may know this person known as the Pope, better known as Elijah Burke, back when ECW was formed. He made a surprise. He talked about the history of NWA, about the stable fashions, tag team, but he did something. I don't know if they're planning to do this or whatever it is. He did the number four sign on his hand, which is the indication of the four horsemen. Now, here's the real question I'm trying to understand, and hopefully you guys could. If you guys watch NWA uh, Power, is he trying to form like a somewhat version of the Four Horsemen? If he is, I'm doubt they're going to call it Four Horsemen, but we're going to see. But after that, he joined commentary with Stu Hart and Joe Groley, I think if I got that right name right. Then we had the qualif- Then we had a the tournament match for the NWA Television Championship, uh, consist with Ricky Starks and Eddie Kingston. Now, this was a match that was handpicked a week ago by uh, Nikolai Koloff, who was a former NWA Television Champion. Now, this was a good match to see. Uh, I wasn't sure who was going to win. I mean, I think I was rooting for both, and this was something I cannot say. I was, uh, I just, how can I put this in terms? Uh, and this was going to be a good match. I don't know. But it was great to see it. But like I said, there has to be a winner for this one. And that winner was Ricky Starks. Now, the next one is an interview they had with Royce Isaacs of the Wild Card. This was the introduction of his new girlfriend, May Valentine. Now, 
I don't know what was that all about, but he got interrupted by James Storms, who was looking for a fight. And, of course, he found one. So, as much as Royce Isaac wants to fight, he didn't have not want to deal with him because he's not part of his problem. So, he just walked, uh, just had a count out. He just left. I mean, James Storm didn't care. He just counted out. He, at least he lost. That's, a, that's what it was for him. Uh, and then we saw an interview with Eli Drake, who was drinking champagne or whatever it was, doing some holiday cheers, you know? Then, of course, out of nowhere, we see Nick Aldis and company show up, giving out some f- presents for his entourage with Camille, the wild card. But there was one thing that bothered him was Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express. He said something that kind of felt like disrespectful. Now, Nick Aldis did claim that he wants to be part of the greatest heavyweight champion, world champions in the NWA history. Now, he thinks he's already there, thinking that he's alongside Ric Flair. He thinks he's alongside Harley Race, um, Ricky Steamboat, Dusty Rhodes. But Ricky Morton doesn't see it that way because he look at those guys, those guys who were there from that time, were the real reason the NWA were there in the first place. And he doesn't see, they don't, he doesn't see that. Nick Aldis was there. Like, he, he's not even part of that just yet. He needs to work it, but you know how Nick Aldis is. Then we had a, um, a six-woman tag team match consisting of Molina, Thunder Rosa, Marty Bell versus Allison K, ODB, and Ashley Vox. Now, here's the interesting part. Whoever pins who, whatever opponent, doesn't matter, will get an opportunity to choose an opponent for next week. So, the winners for this one was, in fact, Melina, Thunder Rosa, and Marty Bell. But the person who made the initial pin was Thunder Rosa. Now, I don't know who she was picking, but I think she was going to pick Allison K. But Melina was the one who chose for her. And I think this is what I think is going on. Melina has a problem with Allison K about how she's telling every opponent who she faced that it's not their time yet. But for Melina, she feels like that's a load of crap. You're not giving them a chance to work for it. Work for what they should be doing. Even if they lost, at least they proved they had, that their time will be coming. But not Allison Kay. You know, and she wants to, to reshape the women's division in the NWA. Not under Allison K rule where she's saying it's not your time. She's like, doesn't believe this person is good enough to face them. But we'll see. So we'll see how that goes. And then we had another match that was picked out for a third for next week by someone I don't know who she is. Her name is Anastasia Flesher. I hope I got it right. So she had right there on the side, we had Tim Storm and the Dawsons on the side. So the names they picked out was Tim Storm versus Negales. Now Tim Storm still wants to get his hands on Nikki Star uh, on Nick Aldis for what happened a week ago. Um Nick Aldis did not like what Tim Storm said about Marty Scurll about saying that he would love to see that match. And Tim Storm you know, he wasn't saying this out of spite. He was saying this that he sees as Marty Scurll as the rising star. And Nick doesn't like that. And he can't wait to get his hands on Nick Aldis for what he's is doing. Then we had the 
NWA qual- the television championship tournament that was picked out a week ago. The question mark versus Cole Cabana. Now, this match in particular was handpicked a week ago by Nikita Koloff. So, we, I didn't know what to expect, but this is, was a great match to watch. I wasn't sure what to think of it, but I liked it a lot. You know, it was karate. <laughs> but I'm excited for it. But sadly, like I said, there has to be a winner. The winner turned out to be the question mark, who everybody who watches NWA, he's the fan favorite, everybody loves the question mark. And that's how the whole thing ended with the match. Um, but I will talk to you guys more about Coca Bandit and some other time in another episode. But uh hope you guys enjoyed what I talk about. But I want to give you guys an, a last final announcement that I want to give out. Uh, if you guys have now been aware, uh, the Yoshi Wrestling Promotion Stardom is now a lo- uh, part of the Bushi Road brand alongside New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, it's been told they're going to have a match, a dark match. In a New Japan platform. I'm excited for this. Now I know they had scheduled. Four contenders to be in that. In the, in this thing. I know one of them is. Miyu Iwatani I think. But I'll talk more about that. In, in, the, in some of the time. But just giving you guys this update. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, talk I did. So hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas. So I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye, and Merry Christmas. Bang!